0: Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks But Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. This is the audio version of my written blog, and the title of this piece is called Every System Works 100%. Yep, every system works 100% until your next drink. Hey, I'm being serious here. Every sobriety program, system, technique, or philosophy works 100% until you drink again. People like seeing statistics, and statistics help us make a decision. Hey, we want to buy a TV or refrigerator that has a high-reliability statistic. We want to buy a car that has a high safety rating. I mean, you want to know the success ratio of certain surgical procedures. You wouldn't accept your doctor saying, "Well, it usually works." I mean, uh, you wouldn't want a pacemaker that has no statistics on reliability. I, mean, I want the pacemaker that works ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, not the cheaper one that uh, should work most of the time. So statistics can be important, but there are some areas where statistics aren't accurate or there's absolutely no way to compile accurate statistics. A rehab facility that claims we have a 93% success rate is a misleading statistic. Success rate over what period of time? Uh, Is it while the patient is within the facility? Is it uh, for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, one year, two years, five years after leaving? What are the criteria or reference points when considering statistics of success versus failure? Does one incidence of relapse count as 100% failure, and how long must the relapse uh, extend for? If someone is sober but they're miserable and they make everyone around them miserable, are they still considered as a success statistic? It's virtually impossible to obtain accurate statistics on something like sobriety. People die, people lie, and people move away. I mean, somebody can easily say, well, I've been sober for 20 years, but they're lying about the past 19. Or what if someone attended high-priced rehab resort in Malibu, California, and they were clean for two years, and all of a sudden, they decided they want to start drinking again. Yeah, but while they're walking across the street to go into the bar, where they have full intention on getting drunk, they're struck by a bus and killed. Well, they never had their chance to drink, but couldn't they still be considered as a success statistic? Or would someone who's attended AA for three years call their local chapter or AA corporate headquarters in New York to say, uh, hi, I just want to let you know that I fell off the wagon so you can, uh, you know, update your statistics. Look, sobriety is not a contest, and there should be no competition of, our system is better than yours. You know, and just because a certain system or method doesn't have a high success rate or has no statistics whatsoever doesn't mean it isn't worth trying. You are the only statistic that matters. Use whatever method works best for you. Look into all of them. Every system, program, or technique has a 100% success rate until your next drink. Now, as a side note, uh, I get asked a lot of times, okay, well, what's the success rate of your system, Mark? Now, that's a reasonable question, but it can't be answered with a percentage number because, first off, I have no system Second, I credit myself with staying clean and sober for over eight and a half years. Now, my detailed plan and my goals have been my points of reference, but I have not been dependent upon a system to keep me sober or to make me happy. In times of turmoil, anxiety, and uncertainty, people are looking for answers, and they will grasp onto almost any answer. Now this makes sense because you, you keep getting drunk or high and you keep fucking everything up. I mean, even when you spend a couple of days clean, it seems like you can't do anything right and nothing goes your way. So the natural tendency is to find a quick fix to the problems and you might glam on some system. But there is no quick fix to life. There may be a temporary fix, like going into a lockdown rehab facility, but fixing your life is a continuous evolutionary process. As you change and fix one problem, conditions change and a new problem arises. I mean, that's life, and that's why I say sobriety is evolutionary. I believe that danger comes with becoming dependent upon a system or a person. If you expect a certain system, technique, or program to make you happy, you may be setting yourself up for disappointment. If you expect sobriety in and of itself to make you happy, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If you become dependent on a certain individual like your therapist, your sponsor, or course administrator, you may get hurt. I mean, what's the difference between relying on alcohol or drugs to make you feel better or wanting another person to make you feel better or answer all of your problems? You're still in dependency. What happens if that person moves, uh, dies, or, or they happen to have a few stumbles of their own? I've heard from people who were devastated and shattered because someone they looked up to stumbled or, or, the, or they were an outright fake. And now that person feels that the system is a sham or the philosophy is a joke but all they had done was fallen into another type of dependency and they allowed their reliance on someone else or some other system and they became vulnerable to hurt and disappointment. So reliance on any system, program, technique, person or group can be dangerous. And I say dangerous uh, in that if any disappointment or disenchantment hits you, there's a high possibility of relapse because you are dependent on this system. Now, I don't want to confuse you or have you accused me of saying the, the steps don't work or a system doesn't work. I'm not saying that you can be reliant on a structured system of rules or steps. You can be reliant on a detailed plan, but reliant on it through your own actions and behaviors. So let me give you an example. So let's say you're into the 12 steps. Well, maybe you spend the evening at home reviewing step four. Now, in this case, you actually do some work and write things down. But don't just write down all of your flaws, faults, and uh, defects and weaknesses. Write down your strengths, qualities, talents, natural abilities, your likes, your interests, and desires Then make another list of how you can accomplish these things, how you will use your strength to make it happen. Become a participant in your own plan. Systems, programs, fellowships, and people can and do help. I mean, some can even make a dramatic or life-changing difference, but it still requires your participation, your involvement, and you taking responsibility for yourself. And this is where you can have a feeling of pride. You can be grateful for the assistance, but you are the one doing it. Yeah, it's okay. You can put your faith in systems and people, but don't become dependent on them. I've been disappointed by systems, let down by certain beliefs and betrayed by people I trusted. Those particular incidences don't mean the entire system is flawed and that no person is to ever be trusted again. To me, it just means that I must be careful and aware of my level of dependency on a system or a person. Any system will work, providing that you are a participant. Now, when I say providing that you're a participant, I don't mean that you must go to every meeting, be involved in every discussion, and raise your hand to answer every question. You can just sit there and listen. You can absorb information. The participation comes later when you're living inside your own mind and your own body. Your participation comes when you make decisions. I mean, Are you going to go work out? Are you going to read? Are you going to accept your friend's offer to go out? Uh, your participation may simply mean that you turn your phone off and stay home. You know, and maybe you'll spend time with your spouse, your children, or a friend. Maybe you'll work on a project or do some domesticities. Now, are those things as exciting as going out and getting all tore up? No, probably not. But that is participating in your sobriety, taking control of your environment. Hey, and you never know, hanging out with your spouse, your kids, or a friend may be pretty exciting. It'll just be a different type of excitement. I wish I could tell you, this will be awesome, fun, exciting, rewarding, the best thing you've ever done. I can't offer you that guarantee, but maybe it will be for you. You know, the bottom line is that any system, program, technique, or philosophy can work, but you have to make it work. Sobriety is not a contest of who can be more sober or who has the best program. We're all after the same outcome and the same thing, happiness in our sobriety. So become a success statistic and learn to make the best out of your sobriety. All right, that's it. Remember that these are my own opinions and observations. I'd like you to think for yourself and come to your own conclusions. If you like this and you get something out of it, please tell your friends about my website. It's livingsobersucks.com. You can share my podcast, but you just can't sell them. Hey, you can hunt me down on Facebook as well. Uh, Just uh, type in Living Sober Sucks or my name. And I don't know, you can follow some of the other ridiculous shit I write about. But I want to thank you very much for spending some of your very valuable time with me. My name is Mark Touchell.